This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. With me, Rob Hollis. Rob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're good. Yep. You know, this guy is someone who's, uh, who's he's got his own show on Comedy Central, our guest today. He he goes, we, he, he makes like millions of dollars for doing six shows in Australia. I don't he, know if he would want you talking about that. He didn't say that. I'm just saying I bet he made that much. Okay. He's a great dude. He's a guy that's been partying his whole life. He had this show called Legit that got canceled that really upset him that I watched and I really enjoyed. And he had like this uh, disabled uh, or special needs uh, on the show, his brother's friends disabled, and um, he, well, there was an actor playing an actor playing him, and then he, and he takes the kid who can't really move any limbs to a strip bar, and you get, the kid gets blown. It's a brothel. It's a brothel. It's yeah, a brothel. that's the place I'm talking about. But I, I like that he took chances, and he was upset that he got canceled because I've taken some chances with shows that I've written, and and you know, it, it's hard to get things on the air, and people want to change all these things, and and he's one guy that really likes to stick to his guns. He's a genuine guy who started tweeting me every once in a while going, hey, mate, yeah, you know, come uh, come over to the show sometime, you know, and is that a good Australian accent? No, I think he would it's probably not... cringe if he heard this. No, 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 it's not terrible. It's not terrible. You try it. Try it, mate. You know, <laughs> if you see Melbourne, you say like Gold Coast, you say like um, Adelaide, Brisbane, you know, it sounds pretty good, right, mate? <laughs> Go Getting fuck. a little better. Fuck you, Rob. Uh, Jim Jeffries, dude. This guy has got an enormous following. He's, if you just sit there and turn on the mic, I didn't even need to ask him a question. He could just talk. I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy this one? You've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jim Jeffries. Were you happy with the way it turned out? I was. Did I ask him everything? I'm happy that he mostly talked and you didn't talk. Thank that you. Much. Thank you. Let's get inside Jim Jeffries. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, if you miss this, Rob just missed the record button. We're, we're talking about the taste of pineapple and what, what it does to a person. Is that an urban myth or has it been proven? Uh, Rob, have you ever had your wife say, hey, my, my semen tastes like... Uh, I wanted to be respectful. You see how you use sure, semen? Sure, sure, sure. Does, uh, does it taste pineapple-y, fruity, tart? No. When I got my wisdom teeth out, I ate a, a lot of pineapple and... Why is, that? Juice. Why is that? Apparently it's good for how it heals. It heals? Yeah. I was born without wisdom teeth. Is that true? Yeah. They, they x-ray you when you're a kid and they can see when, whether you got them or not. I was born with no wisdom teeth. Does that mean that I'm the next step in evolution? I think it might be. That's got to be the next thing to go, right? I mean, I've never heard of someone born without wisdom teeth. I was born without wisdom teeth. So, I, so yeah. it's got to be the next thing. Like we lost our tails. Now the, the wisdom teeth aren't necessary. <laughs> we went from tails? We have a tailbone, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. It was we, a little we, elongate, we, elongate. We still do. But some we, people do. Yeah, yeah. I think some people are still born with that, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're going backwards. They're yeah. going, I'm going forwards. I'm I'm the next step in evolution. I got You're no the wisdom. face of evolution. I'm what the future looks like. You know, I was worried about. By the way, thank you, Jim Jeffries, for allowing me to be inside of you today. 
I just want to say, you know, I heard a lot about you. I like you and I. There's Jess, my assistant Jess. She's marvelous. Yeah, hey. uh, look at that. She, I gave you, I gave you a real good A. Then they're very rare. Uh, you don't give good A's. I do, but you know, just one in the wild that wasn't put on. That was a that was a genuine one. Was it? I sometimes about 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 three times a year you get a real crocky out of me as well. A crocky? Crocky. That's what you say, crocodile. No crocky, like uh, a good joke. No. Like when you fall over or something's big, oh, crikey. That was like Steve Irwin's big thing, crikey. Oh, really? I didn't the, know that. The new show with the Irwins is called Crikey. It's the Irwins. It's meant to. <laughs> but you don't say that often either. No, no, no real people says that from Australia. But I, I sometimes give an authentic one just by accident. I normally, I normally say it if I'm tilted back in a chair and I've just tilted that bit too far and then I grab the table, that, that you'll get a genuine crikey then. Oh, yeah? Oh, crikey. <laughs> I think that's kind of a cute word. By the way, my assistant who just left, she's going to kill me, but she was like, oh my God, he's so hot. Really? Yeah, she said that a long time ago, though. Oh, I've... He, yeah, she think a lot, I think a lot of people find you hot. Mm. You're very self-deprecating, which probably yeah, makes I don't, you hot. I don't know about that. Oh, I'm hey, sure. Jess. I'm sorry sure. about that. I didn't know you were coming back. That's embarrassing. Jess just came back in the room. But it was, I'm, I told I'm him... I'm carrying a bit of seasonal weight. It was a long time ago when you said he was hot, though. It was a long time ago. <laughs> she's fucking... She's going to quit. Can she sue me for saying that? No, no. I don't think so. It's not defamation, is it? No, I don't think so. But uh, by the way, you know, a lot of people were telling me, like, you know, Jim... Jim by the way, we're, we're our mutual friend, Tommy Caprio. Tommy Caprio works your, on my show, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my brother, Eric Rosenbaum, he did... He's always pod. down there doing a podcast with Tommy. I see him so, all the time. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, hey, uh, give me some inside scoop. And they really didn't want to tell me. They just said, look, he'll tell you stuff. You don't even have to fucking try to get anything out of him. I am very... I'm an open book. Do you think that's why you're so successful? Because you could just say whatever the fuck um, you want. I, you, I yeah. think that there is an argument for that. I, I made a conscious effort maybe... A bit over 10 years ago where I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just tell every story. I think that's what like Howard Stern decided to do, you know. Yeah. So, so on stage, I just, just uh, you know, anything that happens to me, I just tell it, you know. I'm sort of like that, but then listening to you, I'm like, wow, he goes a step further. Like, you were on Conan O'Brien, I think it was Conan O'Brien, you were talking about, it, you know, keeling o or bending over in a, a doctor's room while they uh, took out your hemorrhoids. Yeah, I had, a, <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I had a hemorrhoid surgery where they put me on like a, a triangular pillow with my ass in the air, and they shaved my asshole. I was still conscious. That's pretty cool, though. Free shaving? It was. I didn't know it was so hairy down there, but now it was lovely and pert. And uh, but I had horrendous hemorrhoids, where twenty something stitches, and then they put me under, and they do that countdown from a hundred or count up from to a hundred. Ten, I thought. Oh, yeah, 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 you're yeah. out. You're out. Yeah, you're out. And like you so, aren't though, because you're so used to all yeah, that. Yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> you're out at about seven or something <laughs> like that. And then the, the lady. It's one of these things where you don't want to be famous in that moment. And the the, 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 the the nurse the nurse looked down and just because I passed out with my asshole sticking in the air after they shaved it, she went, my boyfriend's a big fan of Bang, and then I was out. And you're out. And then I probably had horrible nightmares. That was just that You whole, don't remember. I was in turmoil. Yeah, well, I just had neck surgery. I had all that anesthesia. I don't remember a lot of that stuff. I love too. it. I love anesthesia. I love anesthesia. You're the first person that's ever said that. Usually people say they feel nauseous. They feel terrible. For me, I, I, I have... Krikorkian, not Krivorkian, was my anesthesiologist. And I said to him, I said, dude, can you please, I, look, I don't do drugs. I don't do a lot of drugs. I smoke right. a little pot. Can you make this last longer, the fentanyl or the whatever? Can you make it, let me just enjoy it? So he would let me live it for like four or five Days. minutes. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. But I like, I would really, I wouldn't be out so fast. And I would just say some crazy shit, but I just would. I've never felt so good because they put the IVs in you. And I'm, we're not telling, we're not condoning no, this, are we? No, I thought, yeah, they put the IV in you and then. Yeah, and like you're looking at it and it swells up. I even still got some swelling here. And it's like, but then once they inject you with this stuff, I don't know, is it fentanyl and whatever? I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not an anesthesiologist. But how good. <laughs> 
How good does it feel? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, better than anything I've ever felt. It's it's fantastic. I I like I remember when my when, when I, I was my son had to be put out for a little tiny hernia surgery when he was a baby, and that was bad. Just seeing like a lifeless baby's body. I really brought this right down. I was about yeah, to tell it's fine. It's fine. So, <laughs> now are you a crier when you see your little baby on the on the uh, table? Do you actually, are you a tear? I, I, not, no, not in that situation. I cried when he was born. You did? Yeah. Was did. it a genuine cry? It was cry? a genuine cry. It was a genuine little, and it was probably the, the loss of my freedom. You know, <laughs> probably, it was probably like, we had a good run. <laughs> Look at you. You've ruined it. Yeah, you've ruined it. Um, no, I cried a little bit when he was born, yeah. He's like six now, so he's old. So he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't make you cry anymore. He's got his own life now. He's got his mates. And he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's he's moving out next. Yeah, week. he's got his friends and he's got all of his opinions. They're all pretty set in stone, and they're all here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, and yeah, his yeah, friends, yeah. right? He lives here. Yeah, he lives there. I mean, his mother lives like less than a mile apart, apart from me, and we we have one week on, one week off. Oh, so she's not an Australian? No, 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 no. She's uh, she's Canadian. And aren't they nice people? They aren't. You're Canadian, aren't you? No, but I filmed yeah. some shows up in you Canada. You show in Canada. They never get mad up there. Why did I think you were Canadian? Because uh, I did Smallville for seven years. I did another show up there. I know the anthem. I know most of the provinces. Yeah. You like hockey a lot? I like hockey. Big ice hockey fan. You like, uh, we, the first time we met, and you won't remember this, but we, me and you commentated a celebrity hockey match at uh, Sundance. Are you serious? Yeah, we did. And there was a cu- and I'd never done anything. I, I just got roped in at the last second. I was up there for some other reason. When was that? There was like ten was, years ago. Uh, ten years ago, like Alan Thicke was playing. He was alive then. Yeah, Alan Thicke was alive yeah, I liked him. and was one of the players. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, right. So that time so that tells that, you it's at least. I think you were still bald. From, was I bald? I yeah. I think you were still a shaved head from from Smallville. And you didn't know who the hell I was. I knew who you were. I knew who Smallville was. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you I watched knew. Smallville. I wa- I watched I- Imposters as well. Is that one? Imposter. Imposter. Yeah, I watched well, that. The- you did? Yeah, I watched the first season. Oh, shit, you know what I liked? And I'm not blowing blowing you right now unless you've had more of this pineapple drink. You, you, got, you have to say legit because it's the only thing I've made. By the way, I did. I, wa- I watched it because I really wanted it, you know. And I, I knew, I heard Tommy said that you were, it really upset you that it got canceled. Very much. Yeah, yeah. And that, stuff. and the pastor lasted two seasons too because your show lasted. Yeah. And, it, you know, I was a little upset, but you, I mean, this was your baby. I mean, this is something you really Yeah, kinda... and it got cancelled for the wrong reasons. It got cancelled because the network wasn't getting along with the showrunner, and, you know, so there was, and, and it was right on the bubble, the ratings, but we also got fucked over. We got put on FXX, which was the, and uh, yeah. since then, I've, I, I've been told by people at FX, like, hey, we shouldn't have cancelled that. Yeah, that show was good. I don't know why we cancelled that. They've said Isn't that something? And you're like, we'll just fucking bring it back then. No one's stopping you. That's exactly right. You've got some free space. They won't for pride reasons, but you've got some free space. Louis's not doing a show there anymore. <laughs> That's true. He's not. You've got that space. Is, is... And it was only a three banger, really. Well, you got the mom and you got the. Yeah, you we know, got that. the mom and I the. I mean, you've got some characters, but for the most part. It was, it was based on real people. It yeah. Was, it was based on 100% real people. The guy that I was basically living with, um, well, I was living with during college, his brother. And muscular dystrophy, and we'd take care of him. And, we, you, and we did take. Him a, you really we, took him to a stripper. We took him to a brothel. A brothel. And you right. really did that. We really did that. We we took him to a brothel. We undressed him. We laid him down the bed. Did he have a heart on it? Did it go in yeah. your mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that went in my mouth. But that, that was, was a good a, job. But maybe a little. It, it, it tipped uh, your lips. Yeah, it it springed up at me. Was it a big one? Yeah, you had a big dick on him. He yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, had a big dick. Um, but he's he's since dead, so I I can say you know I'm sure he, he if he's listening up there somewhere he's happy to hear that. But um, 
Not that I believe in it up there, but anyway. Uh, no, we took him to a brothel and we, with the full intention that his heart may give out during the whole. And his family knew this. Everybody no. knew it. No. Oh, this so in the in the show the family knew about it. Yeah, in real, in real life, in real life, just me did. and his brother. So that could have been manslaughter. Uh, I don't believe so because I, I I don't know what the legality is, but he was a willing participant, and I wasn't in the room when it happened. I was standing at the front of the door. He couldn't move. He was, but he could talk to you. He could still talk. He was at the latter stages of muscular dystrophy. All of his muscles had deteriorated. He was steering around with a little tiny. He spoke slowly. But he, his dick worked. He had to, his dick still worked. He had to eat up mushed up food, like because his jaw wasn't strong enough to chew. You know what I mean? Like he was in a fairly vegetated state at that stage. And his people really responded to it. Like they really appreciated what you did. In I th- that I, we got we got more. Um, people writing me nice things than I've ever had in my whole career with people who are like saying, I wish I could do that for my brother or sister or whatever. And it's like, well, you should just go to Vegas, just go to Vegas. And do- but in Australia, it's like brothels are such commonplace. There are main streets with big signs. This was like, we went to the place called the daily planet and it had, it has like a big planet, like off Superman, right? The big daily, the big globe spinning around. It's just a store. It's a brothel. Front. It's a proper brothel. It's on the main road. Can't they get sued for that? No, no, I don't know. You're asking me a lot of legal questions here. People getting sued all the time. Maybe they had a deal with the Star Wars folk. Not Star Wars, Superman. Oh, Superman, Superman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they had like the old sort of the, the globe that would spin around and everything. And it was a proper, they're proper brothels. They're not, they're not like going into um, like what I imagine a, bro- a backyard brothel in this country would be an illegal one. Right. It's very like you go in the front and hello and you can pay with your credit card and the girls all stand up in a line and you just pick one. And and you've done it before. Oh, just that one time that I went along. Yeah, the- yeah. Is that true? I've had a, I've had a few rub and tugs in my day. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. I've had a rub, rub and tugs are very popular in Australia. I've gotten one, and it was with one of my friends who's a hockey player. Brought me to Toronto, and I thought I was just getting a. Uh... Well, here it's got an Asian overtone. I don't understand why. Yeah, this wasn't Asian. This was a place in Toronto. I was doing a movie called Urban Legend, and he just took me for my birthday to get a massage. I thought I was getting a massage, and she told me to take a shower. And lie down, which is odd, because how many times did they say take a shower before you get a massage? Yeah. And the next thing you know, she flipped me over. She says, "You could t- you can't touch me, but I can touch you." And I go, "Whatever." And she t- she she took my thing, and she she p- pointed it down. You know, you're not supposed to point it down because when it's erect. Yeah, I know how the, the penises work. You know, yeah. it's a little, but but it was almost a. Th- <laughs> I just know mine. I, I know mine and a guy with muscular dystrophy. But it was it was to the point where it wasn't painful, but it was almost there. And it was, I, I mean, it was like one, two, three, Shawshank Redemption out. It was done. Yeah, the ones in Australia have a hole in the massage table so that when you, while you're getting a massage, your dick can live freely downwards into the table. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the, did the, Sometimes they wank you underneath. I've been told underneath the table. <laughs> told did the, <coughs> did your uh, friends uh, what, what's his name who passed away dan Go, dan yeah god bless dan the thing about dan was as well and i, I assume his parents like I, I so i do a comedy routine and his parents never liked me they still don't like me I'm and they still, know the story now well i don't know i haven't really spoken to them in years but when i lived with their son when i was in university they didn't like me then and i was in my early 20s then. why did they like you 
Oh, they just think, I, th- I think they thought I was a bad influence on their other son. Were you? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't a good influence, but he was, you know, like, do you remember like when your parents had that kid that they were like, you have to stop seeing that kid, right? Yeah. And you knew in your heart of hearts that you were the one that pushed that kid to smoke or you were the one that made that kid do something bad. And yeah. then the, the parents always blame the other kid. I, he was as bad as I was, but I wasn't, you know. Well, my mother was the opposite. He says, I really, I want, I like this boy. I'm a good judge of character. And that was the kid. Only one who's oh, got, got it wrong, and he went to prison. Who he killed a man two, really two years later. You had a friend who killed a man, yes. He killed a man and went to prison for it. How old was he? He was uh 19 when he did it. What? I stopped hanging out with him when I was 15. But uh, why did he kill a person? Uh, he broke in to steal some stuff, and the guy woke up, and you know, and then he didn't know anybody was home. And the guy was really old, and he, the guy came at him with a crowbar or something. And my former friend. Is he still in prison? <laughs> he hit. He hit the guy, and he the guy fell and died. Hit his head, died. Oh, and he's man. still in prison, but he gets out soon. I bet she's going to be hitting you up. I hope not. We're going to have him on the show. Well, yeah, yeah. Because... Well, we weren't. We weren't. Look, I, when we were younger, we were friends, and then he started sniffing gas and having doing things that I was just like, "Hey, man, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this stuff." There was a weird thing in the back of my head that was just like, "This isn't quite right." He was doing weird shit. When you I, start doing drugs, were you just sniffing paint? Yeah, you know, gas, gas, or paint? Did or, you never yeah. do that? No, I never sniffed gasoline and no. What were you doing that was a bad influence? Um, with drugs wise? That I've yeah, drugs. I, I've only ever been a big fan of the ecstasy and the cocaine, really, was the two big big ones for me. At what age was, was that? 17, oh, 16? 17, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. You seem like a guy that, I think it's in your blood. I think it's like some people could just handle certain things. Yeah. And some people can't. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't I, handle I, it. I don't really anymore. Um... <laughs> But, uh, you have a twitch in your uh, yeah, yeah, left a, eye. Yeah, I got to have a bit of. I got to get that sleep. Out. You, you look. You have a lot of responsibilities. I do. You have a son. You have uh, a big job on Comedy Central, a show. I, I have to take care of Tommy Caprio. You, Tommy Caprio. You got to do all the stand up. And like for someone who like you still live your life. Have you slowed down a lot? I slowed down substantially. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't be doing what I was doing in my twenties. And I don't think any of my mates that I was doing it with are doing that anymore. No, none of us. None of us lived through it, so to say, where we just kept on pounding it, you know. But in my 20s, living in London, that was the norm. The norm was to go out and get wasted and then do drugs. And, you know, that was just what it was. You know, I've been to Australia four times. I'm going again this year. Australia is very expensive for the drugs. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. You can't get them in there. A, a gram of cocaine is like almost 400 bucks. How much is a gram? Like 50 bucks. No, I mean, I mean, I mean how big? How big is it with your hands? Uh, it's a little Instagram. tiny just bag. Just a little it's, tiny bag. Right? It's a, it's a, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a coke addict. Yeah, it's a little tiny bag. Right, right, right. It's enough for a night or two. Right. But I'm just saying. I wasn't saying for the drugs. I was just saying that I had been there. Oh, you've been and there. I, really, I, 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 I thought I was going to talk about the hardships. No, but I really love Australia. It's the only place that I think I'd live if I wasn't. You know, if I wasn't here, I don't know what it is. I think there's just a mellowness, a laid back quality. Every time I go back there, I do go. Why did I leave this place? It's really fucking nice. It's just beautiful. I've been to Perth and Sydney, uh, Melbourne, 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 uh, Gold Coast, uh, Adelaide, Brisbane. Adelaide, not nothing going on there. Yeah, there's not a ton going on there. Not What's your Perth. favorite city? I like Sydney. I think Sydney's the best city. I like Perth as well. Very fond of Perth. I think Perth's beautiful and has a nice mix of city and sort of feeling quiet. Do you hate when people try to do the Australian accent? Does it just no? I just I no one really does it great, do they? You know, the last person to do it really well was Meryl Streep in the, <laughs> the Dingo Stop My Baby movie, which which I always. You know, find weird when Americans just reference that line to me. Right. A dingo stole my baby. Like, <laughs> okay. You know, it's about a real story about a baby dying. 
Well, you know what I mean? So, and, not, and not that long ago. Why don't you quote Sophie's Choice yeah, next? Yeah, it's from the 80s. Right, like, right. Not that long ago. Yeah. And you're just like, a dingo stole my baby. <laughs> I think I was getting pretty good at it for a while. I can't right, right now probably, but Rob, you heard me rehearsing it before, right? Yeah, you were practicing upstairs yeah, on the dogs. I do Adelaide and Melbourne and Brisbane. Like, Brisbane. I throw, throw it away a little bit. I my accents changed over the years through living in England and living here, and the, the big difference for me in those people understand you. Yeah, in comparison to what you hear from, I got I got a little bit of British phrasing now. Also, I don't I don't go up at the end of all my sentences. I don't do that anymore. Nothing. Not everything sounds like a question. Oh, is that Australians do? Yeah, yeah. They go up at the end. Yeah, they tick up at the hey, end. Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything ends sounds like a question. So, so we're going to my dad's funeral. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's just bring that one down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they they do that, and I speak to my relatives, and they think that I'm like, oh, here he comes, oh, here's, <laughs> here's your highness with his highfalutin. <laughs> do they really say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just yeah. they just give it to you, don't oh, they? Oh, fancy old Jim here. <laughs> oh, like a Jim. Yeah, I I find. I find when I go back, the accent is a little jarring on me because I I haven't heard people. And also, I, I do enjoy being the one person in the room to have a wacky accent. I, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, and you, I think you get laid probably a lot more. English, Australian, when you have a foreign accent, it just helps you. I think, well, there's certain You sound accents. smarter. You're I just... don't think Eastern European helps you. <laughs> May, I, maybe not. No, I like, hello, how are you? That doesn't, there's no woman <laughs> maybe that Maybe it does. There's no women who goes to a party and hears like, my name is Sergey. And goes, and goes. Oh, I love a guy with an accent. Where's your accent from? Well, here we go. You never get that one. That one can't get you laid. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out. And it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And, I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small and at times, we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside inside of you is brought to you by rocket money i love rocket money you know why because everyone should have rocket money because it just helps you save money how many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money it's just throwing away money ryan 
I I found one. You and you did it. You told I me I got Rocket Money. <laughs> like I I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and you you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget. After this trial period, it kicks in and they're charging you 10 bucks a month. It is embarrassing. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Yeah, I do little impersonations here and there. I can do a few impersonations. I'm not a big into impersonations. What's the impression that you like? I heard you do a Michael Caine. I, I do a terrible Michael Caine. But I, <laughs> what happens is, what happens is I do, if, if there's a story that involves a person, I'll do the impersonation. So I can do Cliff Clavin from Cheers, but only because he was on Legit the whole time. And I've spent a lot of time talking to John Ratzenberg. What'd you do, Ratzenberg, to hey, Ratzenberg? Hey, John, hey, hey, Jimmy. Oh, I'm just going to have lunch over here. I tell you what. Uh, that's great the, the democrats are trying to ruin this country right <laughs> that's perfect and he used to be obsessed with uh light bulbs he used to go oh yeah what i do is i go to uh hardware stores uh, <laughs> i buy all the old light bulbs with the old filament because uh, these new uh lcd led I, I don't know you can't read not enough light coming off them that's Ratzenberg. Ratzenberg, Ratzenberg. And, and did he mind you doing it in front of him? Did no, you I've it? done it in front of him. He doesn't give a shit. And he used to have like a garage filled with old light bulbs. One time I was in Kansas and he was there just, he, all he does, he goes to loads of Comic Cons and he signs like, yeah, I'm Hammy the Pig. That was like, when we did Legit, it was like when there was like a, a girl on set, if you were talking, this is, you know, you were talking to a girl. And I, I could always gauge if the girl was too young to talk to. Like, they were all over 18, but you could always gauge if the girl was too young to talk to. If, okay, if the girl knew John Ratzenberg as Cliff Clavin from Cheers... She was good. Good she, to go. She's older. Good to go. You can talk to that girl. If she knew him as Hammy the Pig from Toy Story, don't, too young. Don't go there. Yeah, too young. <laughs> she still might be like 23 or something, but it's still a different, <laughs> it's a different mindset. Completely. By the way, something's on my mind right now. It's something that I have ADD, and I'm thinking right now still to, the, uh, to Dan... Did he have sex that night? He got a blowjob. He got a BJ. Yeah. He did indeed. I thought we were past that, but I I didn't want to get past it. I was like, wait, we got past it, but I I want to know the true story. He ejaculated over that young lady's face. (laughs) Ratzenberg's right there with him. I try to help him out. I'm just working at the brothel, cleaning up, mostly mopping. Now, you say say you're on the spectrum. You made that Uh, joke? See, I find this a weird... Okay, because I had one doctor say that... um, What does that mean, by the way? 
Because for the, people who don't know, for what I this is how I look at it. They they say the spectrums. Um, Autism. Autism, yeah. And I look at it as something that could be 1% to 100%, and I'm sitting somewhere in the 3 or 4 mark. I'm, oh, 3 or 4% autistic. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on, very, on spectrum. I have a few little quirks that I, 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 I had to train myself to look people in the eye. In the last five years, I've gotten really good at it. Oh, so you couldn't look people in the yeah, eye? Yeah, I used to always look down whenever I never looked people in the eye all the time, and now I've gotten better at that. And but, but it's also, you know, knowing when to shut up. But this is the thing. I think we're giving away too much to the spectrum. We're diagnosing personalities. Some people are just assholes, right? Some people are fully autistic and have issues and all that stuff, but some people are just awkward cunts. Some are awkward. Some are just naturally funny or naturally ADD or out there. Yeah, yeah. And you want to just give them a name. Everybody wants everyone, a title. Every, everyone's personality has to be given a condition. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, they tried to say I had ADD. And it's Tourette's like, would be something I'd say that people would say, oh, Jim Jeffries, Tourette's. That makes sense. <laughs> are you someone who tells it like it is in terms of to people's faces? Because you will address an audience. I'm not, you will I, talk I, I'm to not, the world. I'm not mean one-on-one with people, I don't think. I don't think ever at work or anything I've ever, you know, I don't think. I don't believe I am, but who, who this, is the, this is the problem with life is we're all the hero in our own stories. We're never the villain. And I have so many villains in my life and I've got to be the villain in some people's stories. Who's the, who's the villain in your life? Who are the villains? Oh, I have family members, ex-girlfriends, I've fucking some, some teacher at the P, PTA that fucking. All right, well, let's, yeah, go, let's go there for a second. So in, was your childhood good? It wasn't great. My childhood wasn't, I had a, a mother, I still have a mother, who was uh, very quick to, to, to strike you. She, she was very much into the physical uh, punishments, you know, and, and also she, she had unregulated, to this day, I won't date a person with diabetes, and I know that sounds really harsh, but if you say to me, like, oh, I've got diabetes, it's not a big problem, it's, it's a matter, no, I can't. Because she had it. Yeah, she had it, and she didn't manage it well, and she used to go on hypo attacks and irrational fucking... She'd come into our room and tear the room up and smash everything down. And, and she'd hit you. Was it a daily yeah, thing? Yeah, it wasn't daily. No, it wasn't daily, but it, it was, It was. you know, we we were yelled at every day. Every single day we were yelled at. And, you know, I... I um, Did she hit you with a weapon? Like she, a... Yeah, I wouldn't spoon. <laughs> well, no, I got hit, I got hit in the head with the, the belt buckle end of a belt, and one time my head... Cracked open with that, like blood everywhere, you know. And, and how does she do? You have to go to the doctor, and does she yeah, have to explain yeah, that yeah. to the doctor? You just say you fell off your bike, you know. Does she tell you what to say before you go in? Yeah, I don't remember the ins and outs of that, but I do remember like saying bullshit to the doctors. I don't remember like the car ride over and what you know, but I remember bullshitting to the doctor. Are you sitting there with the, like a rag on your head? I picture this little Jim Jeffries, little <laughs> J- Jimmy, and with a rag going I, in his mind. I hate you. I hate you. I hate yeah, you. Oh my god, I hate no, you. Did I, you have not that? Really, and me and my mother have made up. We made up. We, in the last year, we've had a we had a lovely chat where she apologised uh, for for a lot of the, the crappy things. And then, in all fairness, my father never um, he just didn't really discipline that much. So I feel like she thought that it was all on her lap. And I get that a little bit now with my kid. My I I do the the lion's share of the discipline with my child now. So. You, you do feel a little bit of resentment sometimes towards the other partner because you're the one doing all the bad bad guy stuff. Well, did you learn a lot? From your mom, do you when you? Uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I, mean, I did I did learn that failure wasn't an option. You know that what wasn't an option. What wasn't an option? Failure wasn't failure was yeah an because option. she was always like you'll be a loser. You're gonna be nothing. Well, how hard is that on you? Because I I mean I think I feel that all the time. I think a lot of people feel that. I feel like you know like I have to be great at everything, and if it's anything under, I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that. 
Yeah, well, but why would you ever be a fake? Look how look at you. You've got a movie cinema down here and a great big house. You live in the hills. But exactly. Why Why would I feel like a failure? Why would I? Because in past it got cancelled after two seasons. Yeah. It never ends. Well, you know, I think it's, it stems from childhood. I think it stems from, like, you know, not hearing I love you. I'm proud of you no matter what. I think I, like, Rob here, his parents were really supportive. He's 29. He's got a kid. He's, he's got, you got a, a fi- kid at 29. I'm 30. I got a two-year-old, though. But, two he's, year old. but he's got his what shit together. In the modern day, that's a little young. Yes. Uh, yeah, a little the, bit. The dads at my school, it's fucking... Cr- there's like 80-year-olds and shit. And that's something. Fair income. I go to the school, there's like this one guy who's as decrepit as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I try, I'm helping him upstairs. I think, oh, this is someone's grandfather, no. right? And an old grandfather for the kid's age, you know? Nah. Dad. What do you think that is? It's the oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's the old guy getting the young woman and going. Yeah, what do I have? Ten years anyway. Let yeah. them have what they want. They'll yeah, watch yeah, the yeah. kid. They, yeah, they can. They can have the inheritance and they have the fucking have, kid take it, or whatever. The young girl. Yeah, yeah. I just got to show up at school plays. But it's also, <laughs> it's also like these the women that they they're having the kids with. These aren't high end girls. But I think there's a trade off. There's like a graph that someone could do that. Like the older you get. But the younger the girl, the person is, the uglier she is, right? <laughs> like when you're 80, yeah. you, if, you, if you're banging a 25-year-old, it it's, not gonna, like. it's not going to be high end. Right. It's going it's to be a plump 25. Because but, but like, they're with, looking at big balls hanging to your knees. Yeah, they're but you're like, like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're no fucking stunner either. No. You, you smell like piss. That's great. And, you ca- and, like, and you're with your old mates going, she's 25. <laughs> She's 25. Eat that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's like this one guy. Like I said he's in his 80s. The wife's like 35. And it's like, what the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> but I don't understand why Rob has. I mean, he has, he has a good upbringing. I think that you didn't. So I think you're young enough to have a second family. Yep. I've missed second family periods. Oh, I could have one, but I have to be older and stuff. But you could have a real good solid one. You could bang out three kids right now and then do another three in your 40. <laughs> You can have two families that they're like, like, like where the kids are like, oh, I have a brother, but I don't really know him that well. I have a half brother I've met a few times. You could have that one. But you've got to get really rich that's to do that. That's the goal, yeah. You've got to get really rich. And producing podcasting, that's where it all starts. It's really, you make a lot of money doing this. I hear they're popular now, podcasts. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. Comedy Central just told me one day I had a podcast. We were doing the show and they go, and after the show, after you do the Jim Jeffries show, you'll do the Jim Jeffries podcast. And do you get paid for the podcast as well? I do. I do. I, there's a fee I get. I don't, and I think I'm meant to get some of the advertising, but. So, so you have a dyslexia? I do have dyslexia. That I that I'm 100% sure and I have dyslexia, but I've gotten better. I've gotten... Yeah, don't don't kill Tommy for kind of telling cuz Tommy's my best friend in the no, world. No, 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 because no, but Tommy says like it's like you really have a gift because you sort of have to memorize the whole speech of what you do on the Comedy Central. Like, you're learning the whole thing and you write a lot of it. Yeah, but like... I, I, I get I sort of get it down before I do it. But you know, that's why I was saying that. you got the glasses now. I think I'm I think I need glasses for the first time in my life. Yeah, that started about 5 years ago and it's getting worse. Yeah, because I've never needed it before, and then I couldn't read the ingredients off the side of a Coke can the other day, and I think I need them. So what the fuck, what happens then? Maybe you should stop drinking Coke. Yeah, but I don't know. It might be healthy for me. I can't tell what's in it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. So what, So it's got to be... sugar? I can't but, crack it. But Conan O'Brien and, and the former David Letterman and all these guys and Fallons, they read a teleprompter. Yeah. They don't have to worry about forgetting that. They go, oh, you know, last night... Yeah, but I'm, uh, getting, so- I'm getting better at it. I'm just getting better at so it. So you are getting better at what? At I'm getting reading? Re- reading the thing. I'm, my reading's improving because I gave up on reading for so long. You, what was it? A scare you? It's just I used to be in class. I remember being a kid, 
And when like the teacher, like the, everyone would read like five lines of a book and then it would get go around the class. And I remember like counting the people and counting the lines and going, I reckon this is where I'm going to have to start reading. And I'd, <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd start sitting there just memorizing it as much as possible because I didn't want to seem like a spacker and fucking get it wrong. So your memory is really good. My memory is good. I do so have a good if memory. you read, do you have uh Kristen Bell has this uh, photographic memory. Can you read a script? I have a, I have a huge crush on her. I know she's married, and you know, my buddy Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah to Dax. Married. They yeah, seem very happy. And me and 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 me and Dax have a lot of similar friends. I don't, I don't know why I just said that, but I think she's adorable. She's a great, great girl, and she's brilliant. She's yeah. really smart, and she can read a script and memorize it and shoot it like in an hour. Whereas mm. me, I'm getting, I'm, I'm freaking out. I need a day or two. I got to learn it. I want to really know it inside out. You don't need to do that. Uh no, I yeah, I, I learned it the night before. The worst thing that happens in my show is if like a big news story drops um, overnight. I'm sitting at home like, ah, oh, fuck. I got to learn that tomorrow. Yeah, I got to learn that tomorrow. Do you, do you improvise? It's like, it's like Trump fucking sense. Yeah, we improvise loads on the show, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do a lot of like, we do two rehearsals in the morning and we sort of improvise in those and then sometimes we improvise a lot in those and then it goes into the script. And yeah. then, you know. Do you get we, nervous? Um, yes and no. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess I get more nervous acting. You do? Yeah, going on a, going on a set to act, I, uh, I'm out of my comfort zone, you know, and I, I, but I, 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 I got to the stage with legit where I was like getting used to it. And just as I was getting confident, they fucking canceled the show where I was like happy to do it all the time. And, but you started out like a theater. You're doing ballet. And I you did. Musical theater, I, which did is I wasn't really... doing ballet. <laughs> I heard you were doing, or they call it ballet. No, I, I, I studied musical. Th- I actually, weird you say that. I had to do, I had to do a class. It was in Wikipedia. You did ballet. I had to do a ballet course one hour a oh, week well. for, for one semester. Were you good? No, I just had to pass it. I remember like I had a, I had a class of tap dance. I studied musical theater. I had a class of tap dance. And at one stage, I was just at the top of my stairs because that was the only bit of the house that had sort of a landing that was right. And I had, I was just in my underwear a pair of socks and some tap shoes, and I was practicing all my time steps. I fell down the fucking stairs, and I roll. I just tripped, and I fell. Down, I rolled down the stairs, and almost was concussed. And I was thinking, if I died, then that would have been just a horrific, humiliating, humiliating. There's underwear and tap shoes. Oh my god! With my fucking blood all around me. Do you ever do it anymore? Do you ever get in front no. of a tap dance? No. But you can sing. Is it true you sing opera? I, I sang for the Australian Opera in two productions, but I wouldn't say I could sing opera. The guy, the guy who was Dan's brother, he's a full from the brothel story. He's a full time opera singer from the brothel story. Yeah. <laughs> from legit, which you can catch on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, two ninety nine an episode. He's, he's a full time opera singer. The guy in real life. But you, do you sing? What's what's your favorite music? Um, you like Chicago? I, I, no, I like bands from Britain from the nineties. Duran Duran. I like Oasis and Blur and that type of. And then I like sort of grubby Australian rock like ACDC and. You don't like seventies like the Who? I don't mind the Who. I love the Beatles. I got a lot of Beatles stuff. I've always liked the Beatles. Uh, I like the Kinks. I like uh, you know. I, I but I really a, a lot of stuff from the nineties. But ever since then. You know, I've, I've picked up like Kasabian and the Killers. It's the only bands from like two the two thousands, and it's like they're like my new bands. <laughs> I don't listen to anything really after like ninety five. I I I just can't do it. I see the lineup for Coachella, and I'm like, fuck me. The only thing there is like I could see Weezer. Yeah, there's Weezer, and I think OMD. Remember OMD? Yeah, I liked OMD. Yeah, there's like two or three bands early on, and then the rest are just. And like, then I'm like, I got to see 
Childish Gambino. I, I know that one song. One time I was doing Montreal and him, Donald Glover, right? Yeah. He was the act that, that was on before me in the little shitty, shitty like, sort of 80-seater that I was on before. You know, so we used to cross over in our dressing room. Every, we had the same dressing room. We used to cross over every right. night. I remember saying to him, I said, because he was on Community at that stage. No one thought of him as a musician or anything. And I said, so, and he was doing stand-up at this thing. And I said, so, uh, I said, how is it working with Ches- Chevy Chase? Oh, he, didn't, he hated him. Yeah, and, right. uh, and he goes, yeah, you know, well, he's like an old dude, you know. He's like trying to be diplomatic. And then the guy gets fired. And then I'm like, yeah, but come on. Chevy Chase. This was my favorite growing up. You're my favorite. No, my favorite. Him and Rodney Dangerfield were my favorites. I, I go on about Chevy Chase. I've never met a person who's met Chevy Chase who has a nice word to say about Chevy Chase. He was nice to me. Was he? He was nice to me a few times. I almost did. I, my friend and I, we pitched a vacation sequel. And we thought it was terrific. And we got Chevy and Beverly D'Angelo attached. And I talked to Chevy a few times, and he was super cool. And then we went to New Line, and New Line said, we love the pitch. We just don't want them as a big part in the, in the movie. Really? Yeah, they, they wanted to have a minor part or no part. And so our pitch didn't work for them. But he was nice to me, and I saw him at a restaurant a while back, and he, was, he just came up to the table and pretended he was a waiter. It was like the old Chevy Chase. But I didn't work with him. I didn't see all that stuff. So I, all I'm getting is my... But and you've I, heard the stories, I've right? I've heard a lot of the stories where there's some racist stories, and I'm like, I, I, is he racist? This isn't my place to say it. I'm not the person who he said it to, and I'm hearing it third hand. So. See, I, I hate to judge people based on what other people say, but if he got fired, obviously a lot of people were upset by it. I one time went to Frank Zappa's old house. Sure, it was right down the street. Right down the street. Yeah, for me. To have dinner, because Moon Zappa is friends with my ex, Hank Smeller. Moon and Zappa, I know Moon. I yeah. Think. No, wait, I, with a guitar player. She's, yeah, no, that, that, that's uh, uh, Dweezil. Not Dweezil and then Ahmed, Ahmed is the Yeah, and there's a whole, I don't know, there's something, a lot of, the families. Right, right, right. But, but uh, this is before the mother died. And it was, gay, and it was, it was, it was uh, the Zappers and uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Which I think lives next door. Right. And the two kids that are like Al Pacino's kids with Beverly yep, D'Angelo. Yeah, the twins. And Jeff Garland. Yeah. Oh, it was a good mix. That's that's a good name drop. Yeah, that's 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 a great name <laughs> drop. What's wrong with that? And I remember D'Angelo. She's great. And, and I remember because I was saying to Gail Zappa, and I said, I said, uh, Did you say Gail. Yeah, her name was Gail. Okay. Why? It just so, seems odd for Moon Amit Zappa to. Yeah, but she was Gail. Not, yeah, but she wasn't born. She was the mother. Oh yeah, she, she wasn't was, born as Zappa. Right, right. She wasn't born with a fucked up name. Yeah, it's, it's not like you marry Frank Zappa and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, Frank Gale. Your name man. is Storm Gale. <laughs> yeah, I remember because she she sat there and I said, and she, uh, John Lennon had been in that house, right? And I was like, wow, John Lennon's been in here, right? When he Are you was, like that? Are you starstruck? I get like that. I get starstruck about legend legends. You know, I met Paul McCartney at the comedy store and I could, could hardly talk. I could hardly did he talk. watch you perform? He did. And he thought you were a funniest shit? He did, and he came up to me, and it was me, Judd Apatow, Aziz Ansari, and Chris D'Elia. Those are and, big names. And so all, like, mildly famous human beings, yeah. and then, like, a hugely famous human being, and, and Paul McCartney goes into the bathroom, and they sort of block, and people didn't know he was in the room. He was just sitting in the corner booth. He's just sitting in the corner, and... Afterwards, they go, they go, hey, he's gone to the bathroom. So we all, with our hand, with our cameras in our hands, just sort of lingered out the front of the bathroom. So Apatow is, and sorry. You're waiting for Paul to... Do it, waiting for Paul to Mc, pinch one off. Paul McCartney to come out of the bathroom because the security was letting him go by himself, right? 
And he comes out. And he comes out and he just knew how to make every single one of us feel special for three seconds. What did he say to you? And he never stopped moving. He kept moving the whole time. What? Like so, leaving, like leaving? So he came, you know how like his head's always slightly wobbling? Like he's yeah, always, he's yeah, like, right. oh, oh, hey, hello, hey, how you doing there? All right, all right, great. You know what I mean? It's like he's always very close to going, woo. You know what I mean? Like he's right. No, no, no. But someone took a picture over my shoulder of me talking to him, and he comes out and he goes, "I didn't know I was going to see all you superstars out here. Look at you, hey! Look at you." He goes, "Hey, you were funny. You were funny." He goes, "You, you're a dirty one to me, right?" And I was like, "Ah, (laughs) that's brilliant." You met Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. So you were starstruck. That's the one time you were starstruck. No, I was very starstruck when I met Paul McCartney. Have you met Brad? Yeah, Brad Pitt, your friend. Brad, with. Brad he's been well, on the we're show. Not, we're not. He's, he's, we're not mates, but I. I think if we saw each other at a party, we'd get along. I, he he liked my stand up, and then just offered to do the TV show. He was yeah, very just nervous. like that. Yeah, yeah. He just he it was he offered to do how, it. Come on, how cool is it? Do you know you're doing something well when you're doing your stand up? Then somebody says like Brad Pitt says, "Hey, yeah, yeah." Like come he's, on. Yeah, they said that uh, my, we had the same management company, and they said that Brad's been asking about you or something. And I was like, oh. And so then what do you do with that information? So you, you hadn't really met him? No, and he just said he showed him. up to set? Oh, no, I met him before that. I went and met him and did an interview thing with him and before that, before we actually did the show. But then he came to the set. And I organized with it by texting him saying, hey, you could be our weatherman, blah, 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 blah. And the problem was all the writers on the show the, and all the producers, he was only communicating through me. And so I was they like, they didn't know anything. No one had any numbers or anything like that. And I go, get a trailer, get a this. He's showing up. He's going to be here at nine. And like, we feel, he's going to be here at like 11. And we film at like 12. And you don't know what you're doing. And everyone's done a rehearsal and that type of stuff. And they're like, so Brad Pitt's coming, Jim. Like, I'm, a, like I'm an idiot who's just like delusional. I said, yeah, Brad Pitt's going to show up. And he's going to do you write something. Yeah, and write a sketch for Brad Pitt. And they he's, did. He's going to be a weatherman. And then it was like 11, 10, 11, 15. And I texted him. I was like, if he doesn't show up. You feel like a Because I've been big, bigging this up for a long time. And then on he came. And it's funny because we did a little rehearsal before we let the audience in. And it's like all the, like when Brad Pitt was on set. Right. Every female and one of their friends and every guy's wife showed up like a bunch of salivating dogs. Yeah. They all just... Even straight guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all came and sat. They found a reason. The caterers found a reason to be... If you had the S a D, would you... If you had to, would it be Brad Pitt's? An S a D? Suck a dick? Yeah. Um, Yeah, sure. Why not? That's what I think. I think, you know, people think of, you know, it's like... If you had to. Would you suck the nicest looking dick in the world over the worst looking vagina? Like the worst, like a big, fat, warty, fucking. Warty. Warty, fucking. How long is the sucking? They're both the same time. 30 seconds on both. You know what? I'd probably have to lick the warty vagina for 30 seconds. No, I think I'd go the most. This dick's pristine, man. The pristine dick. You could eat off this dick. You 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 could take the load too. No, no, it's 30 seconds. I'm not no, that no, good no, at a blowjob. No, no one's getting... I don't no, know. If, no I, one's if blowing. it was my dick, it might be 30 seconds. Yeah, no one's blowing their load. Well, let me, would you... I always ask my friends, I mean, if you had... If, would, you, would you S-A-D for like a million dollars? I wouldn't because I have a million dollars, but when 10 I... 10 million cash. When I didn't have a 10 million cash right now. No, I don't need it. But 10 million cash for just sucking one D? <sighs> would you? I think I might think about it. As Do long you, as it was on my chest. Is, is that what's not, in this box? Yeah. Is that what you brought me here for? What what box? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's in that box. I think it's pillows. Yeah. How do we get into the S, the D's? 
That was my fault, wasn't it? Would you ask Brad Pitt's D? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Probably, if I don't need the money, how how would $10 million make you more happy and then you always have the memory of sucking the dick? Yeah, I think that would torment me a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. How, how often do you go to therapy? You know, I was going uh, twice a week, once a week. You know, I haven't gone for a while. Um, I get in my ruts and then I have to sort of go. I, I think for, for me, it's just like I know what I need to do. There's like... There's these people that I'm gonna name up. Carrie Fisher was a good friend of mine, and Carrie Fisher. I might have told this story, but she had always had the best advice to me, Jim. She always, I would tell her something. She and was on legit. She was on legit. She was on legit. She was on your show. I didn't know that. Season two. She said. I didn't watch season two. She said, "Lick my pussy about fifteen times." Yep, that's she, Carrie. She played, she played a uh, a sexually aggressive uh, uh, studio executive. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. But for me, she would always give the best advice. I could see you're giving advice to other people, and she'd say this. She wanted. But she wouldn't follow the advice always. Right. So she'd get this great advice from her therapist. The therapist would tell her and she would get it. She'd understand it. I would think it through. And I would – but she wouldn't act on it. She wouldn't listen to that advice. But she gave that great advice. Right. Do you think that you're a person that kind of like goes to a therapist? Do you go to a therapist? I haven't for a while. I, I don't know if it works for me. I find – overly talking about my problems makes me think about my problems too much i'm a i'm a i still i do do it but i i am very big fan of just burying things deep down <laughs> do you do you think you have a lot of issues that you just uh you you have down here that you just would rather keep down there yeah, i don't but, but you gotta also understand that doesn't everybody have a lot of issues like like why why are we all just such pussies about the whole thing well, I think because sometimes you continue to do things that are crazy. If you can repeat the same shit you're doing and you know is the this, outcome. Okay, you're, you're single? Yeah, I'm single. Yeah, okay. Is this part of the reason that you're you're worried about? Well, I feel Do like you I... you keep thinking that each relationship you have is a failure and why is it them? Well, it can't I think be I... them every time or is it maybe you? I just think... Are that... your parents still together? No. Okay, so here we're getting to something now. So your parents aren't together, but you also can't hold things together. But you have what some would call a successful life, and you're handsome. And you, you think, seem to be. You think even you, with this beard, you seem quite eloquent. You talk quite well. Do I? Yeah, you do. But I, I talk about S and D's. How am I eloquent? I know, but your thought process is maybe what's what's holding it. See, this is all they fucking do. They just talk. Oh, I see rubbish. what you're doing. They just do this rubbish to you the yeah, whole but, time. And at the end of it, you don't know any. The reason you haven't got a girlfriend is because you didn't like any of them. And you'll meet one that you do like one day, and then that one will be dead, and then, everyone dies alone. <laughs> so you still talk to your mom. I still I just saw my mother. Yeah, just saw my mother in Australia just the other day. I, you, talk, I talked to her about once a week. Do you say I love you, mom? I do. I say I love you, mom, and I mean it. I say I love you, mom. But did I, it take a while to get there? Uh, she always said it to me, so I always said it back, you know. Even if you didn't, you just said it? Yeah, I always did. I always did. Even after all the bad stuff, I always did. I never never not loved her. I, I, I credit my mother for a lot of uh, the, the good things in my life. I good work ethic and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, a lot of my mates that I grew up with who had the sort of the easy breezy parents, they all fucking, they never did anything with their fucking lives. You know what I mean? But, yeah. They didn't have the get up and go that, you know, because I, I am a believer that, okay, so I love Noel Gallagher. His dad beat the shit out of him, right? Michael Jackson, the dad beat the fucking shit out of him. You don't get Michael Jackson or Noel Gallagher through positive reinforcement. You know, that's why so many comedians are fucked up people because it's, there's something proving. You have to prove yourself, prove yourself, yeah. prove yourself. So you never felt like you had to prove yourself. No, I feel like I did always have to prove myself, and that's why my work ethic was good. Yeah, my work ethic's always been pretty good. Your parent, were your parents abusive? Well, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't say my parents, like, what's the worst thing your mother ever did? She hit you, what's the worst thing that you can remember? 
Uh, she used to come into the room in the middle of the night and she'd smash up everything in your room, and, like tip over cupboards and all that type of stuff, and then scream. While you were sleeping? While you were sleeping, Did she ever yeah. hit you while you slept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. While you were sleeping? Yeah, yeah, wake you up to, she'd be angry and be raging. Wait, 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 wait. She, she goes into a room and hits you while you're sleeping. Picks, picks you up and rips you off the bed and smashes. Why would she do it that? Why wouldn't she do it while she was awake? Was she drunk? No, she just, no, she didn't, she never drank. She never drank alcohol. It was just a, it was diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. It was a big fat woman with diabetes that was eating chocolate all day. Does she feel bad? About she does. Yes, yeah, she does. Does she apologize now? She has. She's, apo- she's apologized. And she doesn't mind you talking about it openly about how she abused I, I'm you. I'm sure she does mind it completely. But you asked me the question. I'm just being honest with you. I appreciate that. My, <laughs> my mother, I, my mother dumped oatmeal in my head and mustard once. It made me go to school. She didn't beat me religiously, wake me up, but she, you know, she hit me. A wait a minute, wait a minute. She dumped oatmeal in your head and made you go to school. Was that all in the same day? Or that no, two, there were two separate instances. Two separate instances. She incidents. made you go to school, she huh? Made me just go. In fact, I remember the librarian, Mrs. Camacho, looked at me and go, "Michael, what's in your hair?" And I said, "It's oatmeal." <laughs> And mustard? Why did she do the mustard? Mustard was another time where she goes, I don't give a shit if you don't want to eat it. And just sprayed it all over my head. She did a lot of drugs as a, as a kid, and she was like, she has um, um, what I probably have, which is what do they call it, the arrested development, and she was pregnant at 16, and she went through an abusive relationship, and so I, I forgive her, I love right, her. Right, so your mother's only 16 years older than you? No, no, no. My mother had her first kid and um. the first marriage, and then they married my dad when, she, when my dad was eighteen, and my mom was now twenty three with a, a, a five and a six year old. Right. So my dad was nineteen, had me, and so they, I grew up with young parents. So your dad's like nineteen. My dad's twenty years older than me. Nineteen years older than me. That's creepy. Maybe he could be like your mate. Yeah, maybe, but it's we're, we're so far apart, and we, we've had such a really weird relationship. It's only in the last two years that we become sort of like he's turning a corner. He's uh, your parents still together? No, they've been divorced for, for a long time. My, my dad just divorced his second time. My mom's in her third marriage. My so sister's like, like married. Plausibly, your your dad has dated women who are very similar to your age. My yes, my my. How did, how did you know that? Because it's that's how they go. When well, they my get dad older, did they... marry a, a woman my age, but then they just got divorced. She was a Filipino woman, and uh, but she he had a lovely uh, a couple daughters. One that's um, really sick, and one that's great. But anyway, it was the. And one that's great. A sick one can be a good person <laughs> no, as well. I don't mean she's not great. She's just really sick. The other one's healthy. Okay. That's what I mean. I mean yeah, like, like I, I, I look at you and I'm like, oh my God, how could I dare talk about you know, the shit that happened to me when I hear that you've got no, the shit you had, beat you had, like, you had your, your parents divorce all the time. And what is it with us, all, all us fucking entertainers that we have to be such whingy little bitches and talk about our shitty childhoods all the time when, when I think that the childhood can be looked at from many different angles. There, there was a lot of good stuff that happened in my childhood. Yeah, yeah I had some good stuff in my yeah, childhood. I'm not blaming stuff. my parents. In fact, I forgive them both for anything they did. They've apologized. My mother, I think the thing that bothers me most is when someone always wants something, when they're always asking, like, you don't, I don't have enough. So-and-so bought their mother this. They don't have that. It's always the guilt trip of like giving me. I like when people don't ask me for things, I always give them things. Yes. I've always been like that. So I, I just I just I start to resent people when they always ask things from so me. So your parents ask for money? My mother. Yeah. My mother, absolutely. Yeah, I bought her a house and I've given her a lot of money. You bought her a house? Yeah. That's fucking... I bought my dad a car, but that's nothing. That's nice, but I'm not as rich as you nearly. And, by the what way... What are you talking I about? I bought this house... Hang on. You've been on TV for fucking decades now. Right, that's true. I bought this house for way less than you think I bought this house for. But what year? It was built in 99. I bought it in 2003 for like 900 grand. Yeah, okay. That's about right. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, that's a lot of money if you're in the Midwest or somewhere I grew up. That's a big house. But out here, you know as well as I do, with taxes and shit like that, you got to keep making money. But when you're giving money to family, you're giving money around, you're very good. You start mm. to go, um, well, you get a call from your business manager and he says, hey, what's going on? Man? You use a business manager? Yeah, you don't have one? No, I don't. You don't have a business manager. No. You make millions of dollars every year. Yeah. You sell out stadiums. No. You don't have someone managing your money. No, I've heard too many stories of people losing it. Well, how do you do it then? You're good with math? Yeah. You're good with stocks? You have a portfolio? I don't need a portfolio. You put in a high interest account. I buy properties around the place, rent them out. What are you going to do fucking stocks for? Yeah, it's well, like, especially it's like, now. It's like you have stocks. You, you go, oh, they go, on average, this account's going to fucking go up by 8%. If you put it in a high interest account that you can't touch, you get fucking 3.8. So what the fuck are you for for four more percent? How much money can you put for, in that? There's for, a limit. For, for four more percent, you're gambling on the stock market? Buy fucking property. Property never goes anywhere. Three point eight percent. Yeah. How much money can you put on that? There's no yeah. limit. You can open up several of them. And that's what you do. Yeah. Well, I don't have I don't have a lot I'm not a lot of liquid assets, but I, I buy I buy property. No business manager. I've had one for twenty years and I've given him a lot of money. Are you, you, saying, you, you can't figure out simple fucking math. You can't figure out that if you get the money in, like you need another individual nah, to, look at, like my dad. to look at my dad. To look at your to look at your money and go, go, this is what you do. All right. You try, don't spend it. Try to have more coming in well, than going you, out. Well, don't you want to have the time to really be creative and do the things you fucking like? You don't want to have to have you want somebody to manage your shit so you it can. It takes do like other... one day every two weeks. One day every two weeks. What do you do for that day? No, like a couple of hours, just checking on everything. You just go look it up and go, oh, look, it went up 3.8%. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Do you pay your own phone bills? You have all that stuff paid for. Do you do it every week? I write a check. Jim Jeffries, here's 26 to the AT&T. Yeah, auto pay. I have all, all in direct debit, yeah. You have all in direct debit? Yeah. Every payment you have, you just, do by yourself. Just, I feel like an ultimate loser. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a business manager. Yeah, but has he made you millions? millions no but he's uh i mean he takes care of me we should call him up and you should fire him right now i should get his number it sounds like life's a lot easier well, i probably pay him forty thousand dollars a year managing my shit mm -hmm. or more right. you, i have i have an accountant that like that does like all my accounts and has all my checks what and do you stuff pay him to you pay him? i pay him a good twenty thousand a year or something yeah okay but he, he handles all that shit he handles everything yeah and my 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 taxes are very difficult because I have to Australian file, and I have to file in different countries. I have to file in every state that I perform in as well. So you have to do the different state taxes, and I do something like twenty states a year. Jesus! So that's you know makes it harder. How do you prepare for your uh, shows? Do you just like go around the circuit like because I, I did it last year for a whole year where I did like I try, I wanted to do it because I fucking wanted to, you know Harlan Williams is buddy of mine and Bobby Lee and they said do it so I did like 50, 50 shows comedy store all this and I figured you build it you build a setup till you get the whole set right yeah I, I I in the early days yes but now I don't have to bother with that I I just take a, put put a joke in take a joke out and then by the time I've got a whole new set like ready to go. I hope that like the recording of my last special comes out and then I start doing the whole new set and then I take a joke in, put a joke out until it gets to like where I'm happy with it and then I record it and then with all the, all the bits that I've taken out, I have that ready to go with a new set. So, and, and usually, so I'm on a completely new set at the moment than I was. I mean, who do you, do, who do you uh, work on your shit with? Who do you sit there and talk to before you go the, on stage? I got, I got the guys who open up for me and stuff like that, but I don't really think about it. You just go on stage one night, 20 minutes and just talk. 
No, what I do is when I'm doing my shows now, I have like at the moment I got like a big story at the beginning, and then that I'm doing that takes about thirty minutes, and then I've got a big story at the end that's about thirty minutes, and then in between I dick around with new ideas and hope that something sort of hits. Yeah. And I do I do that in front of thousands of people. I don't do that in comedy clubs. I've never known understood why people go oh you, like like okay I'm getting up tonight at the Laugh Factory, but it's only because I haven't gigged for a while and I, I'm about to go on tour in Asia. And I just wanted to be sort of match fit, just like. Are you gonna do an hour? I'm gonna do like thirty minutes or something. And you just do part of that act? Yeah, just part of that act, but just because I haven't done stand up in a couple of weeks. Now, if, if for some reason some stuff didn't work, we still not use it in Asia. No, yeah, I still. I don't know if, if I was confident in it, because often you know you need. I always go by the test it out three times, because sometimes it might be the audience. And if it doesn't work three times, then it's just never going to work. Never gonna no work. matter how much you think it's awesome. This is never going to work. Do you ever get upset with the audience? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I have a... I have a... Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never stormed off stage, but I've, I've definitely had some... Not hissy fits moments, but I've had some moments where I've said... I've told them all off and said, you're all a bunch of cunts. Like, why? Why would you say that? I just sometimes... And not often, but sometimes when people just are heckling so much and it's mindless heckling. It's not just one person. They're all yelling out and it's like, why, what am I even doing here? There was one time in Auckland that happened and it was just like this, the audience was just so stupid that I was just like, fuck this. And I haven't been back to New Zealand. Did you ever get beat up? I've been punched on stage famously, yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't see it. Can you watch that on video? Yeah, yeah, it's on the internet. The guy punches you out. What did you say to From him? From 2006, I believe. I didn't see that, Rob. Did you see that? I don't think so. What was um, that? I didn't say anything to him. He just was not enjoying the show. I mean, you must have said something offensive. No. <laughs> I'd said some, <laughs> I said some offensive things, but nothing directly to him. He hadn't heckled. And he walked on the stage and you just looked at him? He ran on the stage and just punched me, yeah. And knocked you down? Mm, yes. And no. He, he only glanced me. I was all right. I actually had to do the, the late spot as well. So and you still did it? Yeah, I did another spot. I came out and, and, and finished my set. The audience came and rushed him and started beating him up. And it's all on film. People always go that, like, I, I look like... Um, I couldn't handle myself in a fight. And I don't think I can really handle myself in a fight. But, but I, I people are like, why didn't you defend yourself? It's like I didn't know I was in a fight. Just someone just started punching you, and you start sort of ducking well, and weaving. Probably because you're Australian, and they always figure Australians are tougher than any other. Uh, it was in Ma- Manchester, England. Yeah, Manchester, England. And it's still to this day that was the first place in the world I sold out a theater. And to this day, if I, I go perform in Manchester, it's like they have like uh, they like me there. I always sell loads of tickets. Do you ever get security guards, extra security guards? No, in although last time I was in Manchester, I did like an hour and a half show. It was the last day of the British tour. And I got fucking leather drunk where I was like crowd surfing. And, and then some people were like really angry with me, like, oh, you were too drunk on stage. But what they don't know is that the show was already over. I was just doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, do you, can you perform drunk? Have you done it a lot? Oh, yeah, yeah, thousands of times, yeah. Not thousands, a hundred. Not hammered. Like, how many drinks can you have before? I know hammered, hammered. I can do it. I can perform blackout drunk. Hammered, blackout drunk, you can perform. Yes. You don't get nervous, you get more confidence. Not more confidence. Sometimes you go, oh, I've drunk too much here. But you, you just treat it like you're talking to your parents and you've come home drunk and you're trying to act like you're sober. But, like, a little bit drunk, there's four drinks is, like, my sweet spot with comedy. And then, like, six, it's starting to get a bit... Ugh. Do you need a drink to be on stage? I prefer a drink to be on stage, but I'm not going to have a drink tonight. I'm not drinking. And I never drink... Two nights in a row anymore, either. That's your rule, not two nights in a row. No you just I physically can't take it anymore. Just waking up with hangovers twice. You're just like, uh, especially if you're flying to different cities. If I was doing back in the days when I was doing comedy clubs, 
it was okay because you were in the same city for, for four or five nights. And because you were in the same city, you got to sleep in every day. And so, you know, but when you got to be up for a flight at nine and they're picking you up at seven and, you know, fuck that. Do women wait for you after shows? Do they love you? No. They're, come on, they have to. You're a funny guy. You sell my, out shows. My, my audience is, my audience is uh, primarily men and the women who are at my show. Even if I'm playing like 10,000, the women who are at the show are on dates with men. You know, no, I'm not going to say it's never happened, but it's not commonplace. But no, you know, you can do all right being famous or whatever, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've, you know. Who sees you dark? Who sees you in your darkest times where you're like, just Jim, you're not here being funny. You're natural. You're going, do you, do you go home and just are like, um, I, you know, I, I guess close friends, you know what I mean? There's no one person who's my go-to. I'm feeling down. I, I, my brother, Scott, probably. You ever call Scott and say, hey, Scott, I don't know, I'm just down. I just. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? You have a hit show? You have all this? He's yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. I, f- I feel like half a human. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, feel like I, I want to jump I, off a bridge. I call I call my brother up and do that from time to time. Yeah, yeah I do that. I've cried yeah. in front of my brother. Yeah. He's like, what well, are you crying? I go, yeah, I just, I, I can't get it together, man. It doesn't happen a lot. No, not a lot. I usually cry to myself. And he, he does the same thing to me. We're codependent that way. Really? Do you usually do it when you're drunk? Um, no, I normally do it the next day when I'm hungover. That's when I feel like the lowest of the low is when I, when the hangover is there and I haven't slept and I don't you know. But during I'm always happy when I'm drunk. Always? <laughs> yeah. Are you a fun drunk or are you I'm like a, I think are I'm you a, out of control? I, I think I'm a very fun drunk. I am I am a Larry drunk. I'm a I'm What's a loud, that? I'm loud. I'm the type of guy who'll stand up on a bar drunk, you know. I'm like that. But I I'm not a I'm not aggressive or nasty or you anything. You just make do you look at somebody and make a joke about that person and No, I don't think I'm a mean drunk. I don't think I'm mean. No, no I, I don't. I don't think so, man. So I'm, I'm sure that some people might say different. I think you're incredibly like now. Like we, you text. You're very thoughtful. You'll text something. We'll like something on each other's Twitter. But now getting to sit here and talk with you, I see this guy who's like you. Like you're genuine. Oh, thank you're you. genuine. I think you got a dark side that you get sad like me. We get lonely. I think we both are looking for the same thing. You want that love that you find eventually. That's yeah. like there forever. That will watch you shit your pants and say I'm still here. You know, but uh, that, that shit your pants, love. Yeah, that shit your pants, love. Do you have that right now, Rob? Have you ever shit your pants and Natalie's right there with you? I mean, she would be. You think she would be? Yeah, we've got a kid, so I'm I, I'm telling you a story on stage at the moment about shitting my pants in front of one of my exes. Really, shitting your pants? I love that you talk about shit stuff. My father's funny because he came and saw my show in uh, Sydney the other day, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, I, I like the show. It's just too much about pooing. And I said, what should I do different? And he goes, well, you, you do the funny faces. Do more faces. That was his idea. Wait, wait. He thought your comedy was, your faces are funny. Yeah. He do goes, more funny he goes, now, because we had like big screens up because they were like arenas. And he goes, now that the, the camera is right in on your face, do as many funny faces as you can. That, that People love that. Dude, let me see one of those faces. I don't know what face he's what talking he about. He probably... I don't know what the face is. You know what it is. I don't know. He I doesn't don't know. say this is the face I'm talking about, Jim. It's funny because you know Brad Williams, right? No. Oh, Brad, Brad Williams is uh, is a stand-up comedian around town and in, in, in quite popular. He was opening up for me on my on my tour in Australia. He's a dwarf, right? And, I think I have met him. Yeah, I think I have. And uh, and Brad, my dad walks up to Brad and he goes, oh, "I've seen this little fella on the TV." That's how he. That's how he addressed a dwarf. What did you, what the guy say? What did William say? And he goes, "Ah, oh, hi, hi, Mister Jeffries, like that." And he, and he goes, "What show did I see you on?" And then he goes, "Your son's show. I was on your son's show." 
<laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's the one. I Legit, only, right? I only watched that in the cricket. That makes sense. Does your mom think you're funny? No. Does she? Say, does she never say? Jenny, she's, she's, not, so she's not allowed. She's not allowed to come to the shows anymore. Because she doesn't enjoy them. I get more stressed out when she's there. Do you get stressed out when certain people come to the show? My mother, when my mother's there. How long have you been doing it? Uh, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. You know what I'd love to do? I'm doing these little animated things now online where it's like for, for certain episodes that I really like, and we mm. animate them. So yeah. this one will probably be animated because you're really good. Oh. So you'll have an animated Is, figure is this a good it. episode? I, I haven't listened to your other episodes. What normally goes I on? think you'd like them. I mean, I think people are like Who's your them. favorite guest? I mean, Kristen Bell was fantastic. Dak Shepard was great. Henry Winkler was great. Henry Winkler? Uh, oh, he was fantastic. Bobby Lee was Bobby really Lee's hilarious. Uh, I mean, the, the, a lot of them. They're just all different. Jennifer Love Hewitt was fun. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I always wondered, why did she go out with, what's his name? Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> what was she thinking? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, he's, he's an odd bird, that one. But I think maybe comedians, people, women think com- some comedians are funny. If you make them laugh, you win a girl over. But I would have gone out with her. I, yeah. I was just there you're doing a good looking, You're a good looking guy. Well, I'm, I'm as good looking but as But you Jamie. didn't ask her out. I never got to meet her, but well, Jamie Kennedy, what was she thinking? Should I ask her that? I don't know. <laughs> maybe I should ask her that. Uh, I'm sure Jamie's very nice. I don't know. I want to do the animation, but you know, since you were an opera singer and you were a singer, there's something you got to sing. No, I can't sing anymore. I've, I've had I've had um, uh, vocal surgery. You have the polyps or whatever. Yeah, cut off. Wait a minute. So if I say like I know, had them cut off in 1997. If Chicago is playing in the car, Toto, or a 70s band that you like, or ACDC, you're not going to sing, or are you going to just go? Mm-hmm. I'd sing a bit. I'm not going to sing for you right now. You won't do it. No, that's one thing you won't do. I won't do it. No. I do many things, but I won't do black that. Black and black! Yeah, because that's not really the training I had, but I can't sing anymore. But you could sing, La Donna Mobile. I could have in the day. Back in the day. I, I, I was a tenor. I wouldn't even be a, I'd be a low baritone now. Like just deep? Yeah, just small range, really. I've just I, lost notes off the top. I thought for sure in those commercials on your show, there was a commercial you did for America where we're just in another country, or we're just a country in a bunch of other countries. There was a commercial in uh, the Comedy Central show. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you don't remember that? I don't remember the ad. I thought you were singing the song. I thought I bet it's him because he's a singer. No, that wasn't me. Oh no, that, oh, we're just a country. And no, that was one yeah. of the writers who wrote that. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that was you singing. No, nah, no, nah, didn't get to do that. Yeah, didn't get to do that. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Is this all right? Did I don't you know. Have fun? I feel like it was very long. How do many, you? What's well, edited? How many people are staying to the end of this? Let me tell you something. It's been an hour and t- fifteen minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. No. That's something bad. Was I entertaining? I, I honestly think this is fantastic. Rob, you talk about anything. I, this is why I want it to be longer. Somehow cut short 45 minutes. Did Henry Winkler talk about his abusive childhood that wasn't he cool? He did. He fucking talked about that. He was dark. Like you're, like, you're funny. You're dark. You're, like, all over the place, but you're lovable. This is, people Hen- are going to like Henry, you. Henry Winkler. It was, is he Jewish, Henry Winkler? So he is. Yeah. The yes, he talks like this. I had this, Michael. I would ask him questions like, did you ever have a girl ask you to put the jacket on from the Fonz and have sex with you? He's like, it might have happened. I don't know. I'm not going to say. Did you ever go, hey. I, I, also, the, the whole thing about the idea of Fonzie is he may be the most pathetic character <sighs> in television history. Why is that? The idea that he was the epitome of cool is ridiculous. Hey. He was a man in his early 30s that lived in a studio apartment. Hanging out with high school in, kids. In suburbia, above a home in Milwaukee. This is a guy who hasn't got his shit together. But people fell for it. And hanging around at a milk bar and going, 
going fucking, my office is the toilet, and trying to fuck teenage girls. He is history's most pathetic man. And people loved him. And I, all I wanted to be was him. Right. How are you writing that script where you just go, okay, here's the deal. He lives above the Cuttingham's house. He has a house, he has a room, he has an apartment without a kitchen. He just goes downstairs and eats food with, he wears a leather jacket and goes, hey, hey, Colomundo, hey, Fonzarelli. <laughs> right? That's what he did. Yeah. And then he just hangs in the milk bar and gets high school girls to just jump over to him. And nobody thought it was a big deal if he went out with high school girls. Scratch it. Right? Nowadays, you can do it. You can't have a Fonz. Yeah, you can't have a Fonz. He was just a loser who didn't grow up. Yeah. But originally he was like. Sounds was, like me. He was from a bike. Yeah, but you have a house. Wait, so you think you're not a loser if you own a house? You know how many losers live in this neighborhood, I'm sure, in this world? Right, have a house. Have, have, it's a start. Having a house is a start. It's better than not having a house. Not wearing a leather jacket and going, like, I've worn a lot of leather jackets in my day, but not wearing a leather jacket and going, hey. And you're not, you know, if I assume, I'm not hanging out with high school girls. I assume you're not, and I assume your best friends aren't called Ralph Mouth and Potsy. Rob, you do you need a nickname. That are close, Rob does yeah. need a nickname. You like baseball too. We gotta go to a baseball game together. I love the baseball. I don't know why you like baseball. You're from Australia. I, you like, like, uh, I love it. I like the cricket too. You like the cricket, but I like the baseball. Correct? You like the rugby? Yeah, yeah you can vape. Mm. I don't mind the rugby, but I uh, I prefer the rugby league, and I like the soccer. Yeah, I even watch the the American soccer. I gotta take you to a hockey game. I've been to a couple of hockey games. I lived with a Canadian for many years. You don't like hockey? I don't mind it. It's just, what well, it happens in three stages. That's ridiculous. You mean three stages, you mean three periods. Yeah. I think What's birth happens that? in three stages, right? Huh? Birth, pregnancy. You just yeah, go with that's birth. not a game. It's uh. not a game. <laughs> Life. I said, what are the games? Maybe another game that happens in three quarters or three thirds. Well, there's four quarters in football, four quarters in basketball. Yeah, they're quarters, three thirds. But, but it's for 20 minutes each. It's too much to have four periods in hockey. Bring him down to twelve each, or fifteen is what you. Fifteen would be the same time. That would be even optimal. <laughs> bring him down to fifteen each, and then you bring into quarters. I don't add it. Bring it down to fourteen each, because then you get an extra break. I thought you like the hard hitting, the nonstop action, we, the skating. We, the... I can't follow the puck. I, I think can, I need glasses. I can tell you how to do it. We'll get glasses. I can't follow the puck. I don't know what's going on. And I've always gone with a Canadian. The Canadians get too like, too excited, and it irritates me. Oh, look! It's now they're about to get icing. Oh, oh, that's Brzezmovich. He's one of the all-time greats. You're really lucky to see him. You know, play. If Homer Simpson, like that guy who does the voice. Oh, look, mate! See, I knew it. You could do it. I can do Homer Simpson. Do Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson and Cliff Clavin. I can only do the same impersonation do, in different things. Do Homer so, Simpson. So Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson. He goes. Oh, look. Sweet pineapple juice makes my semen so sweet. Pineapple. Yeah, you know, the pineapple was invented by a Trojan. Yeah, they found it out in the South Pacific. Ooh, South Pacific delicious. Yeah, it's all the same crap. Yeah. That's all you do. I like it. This has been a real treat. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, Jim. Oh, thank you for being inside of me. This Where, is- where's my 10 million bucks? Rob? You, have oh, that was... him, you have to let him inside you. Oh, that was just for the dick sucking. Oh, that the dick sucking. Did I say 10 million? That, that was a million. No, you said for ten million, would I suck it? Oh yeah, ten million if you S a D. Would you do it honestly, Rob? I think now for ten. Now that I've had time to ponder. Yeah, ten million's a lot of money. You could just do whatever you want. You can get the charity. You could help people. You could have the house of your dreams for S and a D for thirty seconds. Okay, cool. Yes, thanks, Jim. Yes, thank you. See you later, man. Bye, man. <laughs>
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.